This is the Grind, Sell, and Elevate podcast by Tizer Evans, where we do a deep dive on how to stay driven, how to be a top-tier salesperson, and how to elevate the quality of your life. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Grind, Sell, and Elevate. My name is Tizer Evans. I'm going to be talking to Vanessa Zami today, who is your vision catalyst for helping you leave your nine to five. But what's cool about Vanessa's approach is she helps you do it while you're still in your nine to five. She's also a keynote speaker and author. So we go over her business expertise and how she gets people prepared to leave their nine to five, the strategies and tactics that she uses. If you guys haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast. Drop me a five-star review, leave me a comment, tag me on social media at Tizer Evans, let me know you're listening so I can re-tag that. If you want to work with me one-on-one for sales coaching, or if you're a small business owner and you want to work with me on getting the right processes and steps put into place for your business to make sure that your sales game is tight, go over to TizerEvans.com and hit me up. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Vanessa. All right, everybody. I'm here with Vanessa Zami. She is the vision catalyst on helping people create their vision who are working full time and helping them transition into entrepreneurship. Uh, Vanessa, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Of course. Hey, anybody, any, anybody that's a fellow Bay Arean from the yay area, as we like to call it, uh, more than happy to have on Grind, Sell, and Elevate. Um, but I'd love to hear a bit more from you about what you do, what you specialize in, and how, how you got your start. Yeah. So essentially, I coach, consult, and advise nine-to-fivers on how to build their profit-producing, purpose-driven business, even with a demanding day job. And so I specialize in working with the new entrepreneur, zero to three years out, you're struggling, you're just like, I don't get it. Uh I wish maybe I should quit my job to have more time and time is not your issue. <laughs> so we're going to get into that probably in this podcast. But yeah, but essentially I work with new entrepreneurs looking to build their business, get that legacy, get that financial freedom, build that generational wealth and really just move forward in having a fulfilling life by being connected and tied to your purpose. And the way that I started my business is by doing it while doing my day job. So <laughs> essentially, yeah, so that's how that came about. Um, but I also had all the thoughts of, oh, well, you know, people talk about burning the bridges and all that jazz and going on all in and oh my gosh I'm a fraud you know and the thing is that that's not the case folks you can build your business while doing your day job it's a matter of doing it efficiently and effectively so yes that's what I do your business catalyst and I love doing it it's amazing well I love that you're helping people right (laughs) I I think we need more people like you to realize that the opportunity is possible indeed indeed right And, and, and so what made you say hey you know what I'm not happy with my nine. To, I saw, and hey, I, I forgot to tell you this offline. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clear. I'm gonna clear this right now. Okay. I'm gonna clear this out. I saw that you went to Stanford. Yes. Yes. And, and I grew up, <laughs> and I grew up a fanatic Cal Berkeley fan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I just wanted to put that out there. I think we'll okay. be. I think we'll be okay. Um, uh, so no anyway, hard feelings. No, no hard, hard feelings. feelings. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, so I want just to walk us a little bit through your mindset and why this was important for you, you know, working full time and what like what inspired you to want to become an entrepreneur than to help others? Great question. So I actually speaking of Sanford, so I actually 
grew up not really familiar with the term entrepreneurship. And so I grew up my mother hourly wages as a nurse, nurse's aide. And essentially she never broke more than 36K in wages like in any given year. And so we're living in an urban environment. So I grew up actually in Brooklyn, New York and Boston, mm. Massachusetts. And so, but in that environment, like I didn't really have or it wasn't sort of in my purview that, oh, there are regular people who like own bit like, oh, this is like a thing. Like it's just, it just to me, it wasn't in my purview. And I didn't actually have entrepreneurship in my vocabulary until I came to California, to Silicon Valley, to Stanford. And that's when I sort of had the term there. But even then, I still didn't believe that it was for me. I was going to become a neurosurgeon, neurosurgeon. And then at some point, I transitioned into a corporate America job um, and decided to enter a, um, a top consulting company and firm. And through to, you know, my goal was that I've been working since I was 13 at nonprofit organizations. So the goal was to take that knowledge from for-profit organizations and bring that over to the nonprofit space. That was the whole mm. goal there. And so I always wanted to help people, always wanted to, you know, but yeah. essentially that was sort of the goal there. And then I ended up Fast forward a couple of years later into corporate America where I'm like miserable, have a terrible, I've had, and in consulting, I had like eight different projects, which means like eight different bosses in like the span of a short amount of time. But essentially it was a lot of just bad boss things, a lot of just not, knowing that I just didn't belong. I just didn't feel like I, I belong there in that space. And at first I thought it was the company. Mm. Go to another company, you know, probably, probably people listening here where you're just like, oh, it's just, it's just a company. It's a company. Let me switch jobs. So you switch jobs and then you end up with the same, like it's a cycle. It's the same, like, oh, yep. like, oh my God, bad boss, whatever. So then from there, <laughs> I then read, I don't even know how I got my hand on Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but actually it was, so I did like a life coaching thing that like helped me sift through all the different things that I was thinking through in life. And then from there, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad a couple months later. Mm. And that is when I was like, oh, this is like a possible thing. And mm -hmm. so I'm not, I'm not crazy for writing ideas in a product journal. I've been like collecting all my ideas for a couple of years and just writing mm -hmm. them on post-it notes. Um, and so from there, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I then, you know, was like, oh my gosh, entrepreneurship is possible. Like, what am I doing? I can do this. And also I had a terrible boss. That was a whole other story. Um, at the same time, like he was competing with me and I was just like, you're three levels mm. above me. Why are we competing? Like, what is this? Maybe yeah. stand for thing. Might have been a Stanford thing. I don't know. But um, anyway, um, fast forward a couple months later, I then decided to, I literally just like woke up in a trance with your business catalyst. And through there, and it was just, it was just natural. It was, it's natural for me to, you know, want to help people achieve their dream. As at the end of the day, that's what I'm doing is helping people make their dream a reality. And my purpose in life for the past like nine, 10 years, essentially, has been, has been essentially to share information and resources with people so they become better versions of themselves. And your version's catalyst is about equipping and empowering you to get the resources that you need, right? To get the tools that you need so that you can make this business happen. It does not matter if you're working a day job. It does not matter if you also have a family. You can make it all happen, right? And it's just a matter of knowing how. It's all it's a matter of you know doing it efficiently while also doing it effectively. So you're not stressed out, pulling your hair out, you know, end up in the hospital burning out all that jazz yeah. while also trying to make it all happen. And so See, making people see, helping people to see that that's possible is essentially what, what I'm here for. And it's just, it's just something that, you know, I would hate for people to die with regret. And so I'm all about helping less people die with regret. Um, and seeing my mother, you know, always talk about her dreams and shoulda, coulda, woulda, and all this other stuff, you know. And even even now in her 50s and 60s, you know, like, oh my gosh, I wish, oh, I never always thought about, da, da, da. And the thing is that everyone else is also in that space, right? Or maybe you're doing that, that job because you, it's everyone else is doing that too. So you're like, oh, let me do that too. But there's something else more to call on you. There's something else that you know that you're meant to do. And it's just a matter of getting you 
to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> easier said than done. But yes, but that is what I'm here for, to catalyze people's living. So yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, one of the things that you, you I want to touch on that you had mentioned was you know, it's always that grass is always greener mentality, mm-hmm. right? In corporate, mm-hmm. and I experienced this too. Uh, the first Fortune 500 company I worked for, I was like, "This fucking sucks." <laughs> um, you know, was was kind of my thought process, and so I same thing. I had the misconception that it was just going to be the company, mm-hmm. and so I left, went to a new company, and I was like, "Holy shit." it's all the same stuff. <laughs> like, right. So it, yeah, it, yeah. it is. And there are like, I work for a phenomenal company now yeah. uh, where it's not the same type of toxic, typical corporate culture environment, but that's pretty rare um, to, 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 to really find. Uh, so I like that, that you're empowering people to take control of their own destiny. Now, one of the things I was curious about, and I'm going to ask you a bunch of different questions, but when you start to help someone transition, how do you get them, how do you help them uh, to get clear on like their life's purpose or a greater vision or to start to build the best version of themselves? I think a lot of people would be like, hey, Vanessa, it sounds good. I want to make a transition. Uh, You know, my philosophy is the grass is always green where you water it, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, help me get clear on what I should be doing with my life. Yes. So, and it's, so when you say the word transition, I think of two points. So there's one, there's the first transition that happens where you need to realize that, you know, make the, make the grass green where you water it. Right. So your current state, how do you take advantage of that? And how do you get this idea that you want to do? Mm. There's a second transition that all entrepreneurs have to go through is that employee to employer mindset. And that's just like a bigger shift. But first you gotta get the idea. So essentially in order to, you know, maybe you're sitting here, if you're listening, you know, you're just like a salesperson, you're listening like, okay, I wanna do something, but like, what do I do? I just sell other people's stuff. Like what, what, right. <laughs> what, what yeah. should I sell myself, right? Uh, my own thing, right? And first of all, it's a beauty that you have a sales, sales skills, like you will need that. But um, in terms of mm-hmm. your business and deciding what to do, it comes down to what is it that you wanna do? And the question I ask people that usually that gets an answer, right? It's a scary answer. And you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, but does she really mean that I'm gonna have to do this? The question that you need to answer, what have you always wanted to do? What is it that you have always wanted to do? What is it that has been like nagging at you? You know, like you, maybe you tried to do it five years ago, but like you really didn't try. You just said that you tried. Maybe you've thought about it. (laughs) Maybe you, you wrote that, maybe you wrote the business plan up, you know, 10 years ago and like, you didn't really do anything with, with it. Right. But what is it that you always wanted to do? Right. And that, and that's what you need to do. That is really what it comes down to. And when I say a purpose-driven business, that's what it is. Because the only way you're going to make it, the only way you're going to get through the, you know, oh my God, I'm so tired from work. Mm-hmm. And I got to do this business. OMG. Ugh. Right. The only way, the way you get through that, the way you get through, oh, my kids are being annoying. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, this is so much work. Oh, right. The way you get through that is when you feel connected, when you feel tied to what it is that you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what is that thing you've always wanted to do? Is it opening up that bar? Is it, you know, I don't, I don't care if it's COVID times, you can open up a bar. <laughs> Listen, um, and, you know, is it opening up a bar? Is it, you know, coaching people? Is it, you know, opening, doing, starting your own HR consulting company? Is it opening a hair salon? Like, what is it that you always wanted to do that if you tell yourself to do it, you're going to think you're crazy? That's what you need to do, right? Yeah. And making that transition is just a matter of think about, what would happen? How would you feel 
what would life be like if you did it and it worked, right? Because it's very easy to think about, but what if it doesn't work, Vanessa? Like, what if it doesn't? What if X, what if Y? Okay, but what if it does? Like, then what, right? Like, what if it does, right? And really sit in that moment and really think about that for yourself, right? And the thing is, it doesn't have to happen, you know, tomorrow. I'm not saying like, oh, open up a bar and you open it tomorrow, right? (laughs) We're saying baby steps, right? Take steps, one step at a time, and then eventually you will reach the top of wherever you need to be, right? But it takes really just being honest with yourself and being clear with yourself on what it is that you always want to do and start moving forward in that. I like that. So you got to get clear. As Tony Robbins says, you got to take your shoulds and turn them into must, right? Indeed, uh, indeed. And, yeah. and so let's use me as a, as a test case. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's say that I want to open an e-commerce store and sell t-shirts. Okay. Actually, I should have right. sell t-shirts. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, good. This should be easy. Um, and, and I'm like, Vanessa, I want to sell t-shirts. I want to sell dog t-shirts online that I've, I've, me, I've got, I've got, I've got two pit bulls. I love pit bulls. Um, you know, I, I'm an advocate for pit bulls because they're not what people think they are. And, um, I want to sell pit bull dog shirts online. I'm a little nervous about it. Cause I've got a family. I don't have the time and I don't think I have the money. But I've got my, I'm clear on my vision. Yes. Where do I start? Great question. Well, first of all, let's just say there's a demand out there for these t-shirts, right? Um, As we know, dogs are disappearing from, you know, shelters. So, you know, there's a demand there. So this is the time to do it if you want to do it. This is actual serious. Um, And so, but in terms of where do you go to next, right, with it, I would say my, the best, the best friend of all is google.com. Um, but essentially I was recommend though for the t-shirt example. So let's say for anyone who's like listening to this and you don't do a t-shirt thing, right? But essentially Shopify is a great website and there's also Alibaba and I mean, Amazon's debatable, but that is also a platform. Mm-hmm. And essentially the thing is, so what do I mean by that is you can do this e-commerce store where you like build up your own website right? And you do the whole marketing and sales, all that stuff. That's one option. Option two is to use an existing platform, right? In terms of Alibaba and Amazon, all that stuff to manufacture stuff and find suppliers and vendors, right? Option one, in terms of building it up yourself, that still requires you to find vendors. So I would say connect with either go on LinkedIn or go on a Facebook group, but for people who, you know, do retail apparel stuff, right? And get recommendations for vendors, get recommendations for suppliers. Because when it comes to the apparel space, that's literally going to be your biggest hurdle is finding the right vendor um, is, is your is your biggest hurdle really in that space, right? Whereas another business has like a different space, like it, it could be just licenses or whatever. But right. for you, that biggest, your biggest hurdle will be finding vendors. So then essentially talk to other people, right? Who have t-shirt businesses, what vendors have they used? What would they recommend, right? And then from there, and so you can find the vendor from Amazon, Alibaba, talking to people because references will be your best bet right references will be your best bet it's like when you're you know looking for like a doctor and they tell you they reference to you to someone else versus you searching it for yourself right it's just easier simpler efficient right um use your resources use your resources people and then in terms of from there it's like the website part the marketing and sales part right because let's say you get the vendor all that stuff it won't matter if you have a bunch of boxes in your house and like no one buys the boxes in your house. And that's typically where people go wrong is the marketing aspect where, where, you know, they spend time, you know, developing the course or building up the business or, you know, putting all this money to a website 
and then crickets and they wonder why because you didn't tell anyone about anything that you were doing <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like right. what were you expecting <laughs> like, kind of important yeah. yeah like what were you expecting right so then they start the marketing but i actually in my accelerator program with my clients we do we always talk about it's like the pre kind of like a pre-launch situation right where you're you know how can you market how can you build a following how can you get people to hear you and listen to you as you're going through this process of finding the vendor, getting the, you know, figuring out what the designs will be for your t-shirts, right? That's because assuming, I don't know, maybe you are a graphic designer, maybe you're not, but let's say you have a vision in your mind for a t-shirt, but then you're like, oh, I can't draw. So like, so then right. in that case, you know, I would say get yourself someone who's a designer. I don't mean get yourself a co-founder. This this doesn't mean go through, this doesn't mean get someone to share equity in it. This literally means get an hourly employee. <laughs> right who yeah. is experienced in design to like draw out your vision right and also in the apparel space specifically is another way to think about it is there are vendors as well too who they like they're also experienced in designing and so sometimes essentially this, this is kind of like a, a a recent thing but a lot of vendors are also offering like designs so not just like a lot of manufacturers are also offering design mm-hmm. services mm-hmm. they don't just manufacture but they also like design stuff for you or they'll suggest designs for you too so that's pretty much like what i would say there but i'll say in terms of that's sort of the tactical piece of it but high level you already you already had your pitch together right who are you helping people with dogs what are you giving them (laughs) t-shirts um well-designed t-shirts i mean do that a little specifically in terms of the marketing aspect of it right share that share that with the world hey i am offering dog t-shirts etc right and so just share that with the world find the people who have dogs where do they hang out and talk to them like literally just go talk like, hey, oh my God, like it's such a cute dog. Oh, gee, cute. And, you know, I think Texas is open. So you can probably go to some dog parks. But yep. if you're virtual, um, you can go on Facebook and other such things to find people. Go find so, virtual dog parks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> precisely, precisely. <laughs> but connect with the owners, right? Connect yeah. with the owners, connect with friends, connect with family. Um, and really just ensure that you are speaking to your person that who's going to buy your product at the end of the day. Okay, I love it. Thank you. So we've got now a pretty clear you know, basic rough outline of a business plan is what you just did for us, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. But now I'm going to say, Vanessa, that sounds great. I appreciate your vision, but I, I work full time. I'm married. I've got two kids. I've got mm-hmm. three dogs and, and they're my, they're my first models, but yeah. I've got three dogs. Um, so how do you start to coach people like to utilize their time management in a way that's efficient and propels their dreams to start moving forward. Yes. So time strategy. Yes, indeed. I'm actually doing workshop at some point now, but essentially um, in terms of time strategy, that's my specialty. So, and for anyone who wants more additional information from what I'm saying, this podcast, I do have a book on Amazon. So if you check it out. Okay, cool. So, What's, it called? What's it called? Oh, the solopreneur's guide to getting stuff done is what it's called. Okay. So, I'll, I'll link yeah. that in the show notes. Oh, awesome. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so it's always a guide to getting stuff done. And essentially it's the key concept. The key idea though, for you is that you need to be selfish. And that's, and cause I also see this a lot with, you know, mothers as well too, where they're like, yeah, but my kids and like, they need me and all the other stuff. And yeah, but like, how am I going to, you need to be selfish. And it's a very hard concept for people to wrap their minds around because selfish has its has its you know meanings so yep. to speak um, in society and I think of it like think about the reason why you're doing this business and you you won't think that you're selfish anymore right because why are you doing this business you're doing this business so that your kids can set you know see you as an example of entrepreneurship right so that your kids can see oh look 
Like I can build a business. I don't have to be in a cubicle and go through the same struggle, um, right? You're do, doing this for financial freedom. You're doing this for time freedom. It's like you can get more time down the line, right? And it just takes that investment of time right now to get that time down the line, right? And so the thing, the idea is that you need to be selfish. And what does that mean? You need to set boundaries. You need to, set, you need to be like, hey, listen, six is that, right? And uh, for example, people, there are people who literally we have people calling them randomly in the middle of the day and they'll answer the phone. Here's the thing. What if you didn't answer the phone? That's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like it's, it's not like, you know, we're dealing with, you know, some top secret level type of situation, right? Don't answer the phone, right? The person didn't call you during the time that you want to be called, don't answer the phone, right? That text message is sent, do not answer the text. Like, you know, like whatever it may be, but the things that you need to set boundaries for yourself such that, okay, only after, you know, it's kind of like office hours for yourself, right? After between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m., I'm work on my business. If anyone calls me during that time, I'll call them back at 8 p.m., right? Or 8.30 or the next day or whatever it may be, right? But you need to set those boundaries for yourself so that you can be clear and, you know, intentional about how it is that you are making this business happen. And at the end of the day, here's the thing. You're doing this while you have a day job. You have three options, the morning, the evenings, or the weekends. So something's got to go choose that right now, right? It could be all three, right? But clearly if you have a family, all other stuff, you probably don't have all three to give up. Okay, cool. Maybe the mornings you're getting the kids ready for school. Okay, great. The daytime is for the day job. You got the evenings and the weekends. Cool. The evenings you got dinner happening. Maybe, you know, maybe do some other type of, you know, networking event, et cetera. Cool. Mm -hmm. It's 8 PM, 8 PM to 10 PM, work on your business, 10 PM, go to sleep. Right. But the, the three part process of developing your, your schedule so that you are consistent is part one, take care of yourself. And what does that mean? What are your non-negotiables? Right. Because you also we don't want to burn out as well, too. So what are your non-negotiables? Right. I'm not saying you, you, you know, you start working at like 9 p.m. and you go to sleep at like 4 a.m. Like this is not what this is. <laughs> this is you decide 9 to 10 p.m. You work 10 p.m. You go to sleep. You wake up at six. Right. And so it's not a, you know, nine to four a.m. And I'm losing sleep. And oh, my gosh, I'm so grumpy and angry, yeah, yeah. you know, and no one likes me. And, uh, like, no. It's one, take care of yourself. What are your non-negotiables? Is it like for me, it was sleep. So while I was building my business, I was sleeping seven hours a night, right? While also losing 30 pounds, while also writing this book, while also dealing with the terrible boss. Like it was a whole situation, but you know, it can be done, people, right? And the thing is, take care of what are the non-negotiables? You need to exercise every day. You need to run every day. Do you need to have dinner with your kids at 6 p.m. every night? Like set that, set that on your schedule and calendar. Great. Next, what can't be moved? It's a day job. So you put that in, that's whatever. Then your goals. What are your goals for your business in three months? Mm. Three months, right? People are thinking about five years. I'm like, cool, you just starting out. You don't even know what the next week will look like. <laughs> like three months or what do you need to get done in three months for your business? What are your goals, right? Is it to register the business? Is it to find a vendor? Is it to um, get a graphic designer, get like five sketches together, right? But what are your goals that you are looking to accomplish in three months, right? And then part three of that, you put it all together, right? So then essentially when during the week are you going to get that done, right? And I think what ends up happening is that a lot of ambitious purpose-led entrepreneurs, they say, you're ambitious, right? We are ambitious people, you're ambitious. And so at the end of the day though, you try to set these high expectations like in three months, I'm gonna make 50K. You don't even have a vendor, like 50K from what? Like, what do you, like, oh, you know? Right. And, but it's very hard to 
center yourself around that concept when you're seeing the Instagram, you're seeing the Facebook, you're seeing you're seeing people talk about, oh, look at me with my six pack in six days, da, da 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 da. Oh my gosh, like yay! And you're like, OMG, I can do that too. Because what they don't tell you is that it actually took them six years to build the following that allowed them to get the six figure in six days to even begin with. That's what they don't tell you, right? Yeah. What, what they're not saying is that they had a friend with 100,000 subscribers who had an email list of 100,000 subscribers. So they used that list, you know, to get their sales, right? That's what they don't tell you. And so the thing is that you need to know if this is a marathon. This is not a sprint, right? Entrepreneurship, yeah. building your business is a marathon. It is not a sprint. So it is a, it is it's 26 miles, right? It is not like a point two seconds of 2.2, you know, of a mile. So you need to pace yourself accordingly and give yourself grace as you go through what will be a new chapter for you, right? But it starts with setting boundaries. When are you going to be selfish to yourself to make this business happen, right? Because at the end of the day, you are making this happen for other people too, right? Maybe you're trying to build that community center in your community. Maybe you're trying to give more to your church. Maybe you're trying to leave a legacy for your, your kids and your family, right? But at the end of the day, what you build is not just about you. Right, it's about you and the people around you and how it is that you show up and be present. Man, you killed it. You oh. killed it right there. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, a couple of things you said, like, you know, the, the non-negotiables and setting boundaries is so important. And that can be, I mean, just even applying those skills to your day job will make you yeah. better. Yeah. And one of the things I talk to my team about every morning is I call it a power list. Right. And they're the non-negotiable items that you have to accomplish today to help propel you into the future. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if, if you do that with with your spirituality, you know, with your learning, with your family and you start to build out like this purpose driven life, man, it, it becomes like it makes the impossible very possible when you yes. get clear and, and you set up priorities and boundaries. And, and uh, you really crushed it with having people respect your time and setting clear expectations on what you need to be selfish to accomplish your goals. But if, you're, if your goals are purpose-driven, and I think you would agree with me, like it's a win for your family. Yes, it is. It is indeed, right? And the, But they may not understand that, right? So there are some people where you're doing this entrepreneurship thing and they're looking at you like, just keep your day job. What, like what? They're like, yeah, be happy. What do you, what do you mean? Yeah. Be happy. Go to grad school. Go to grad school. Like just, <laughs> just go to grad school. It'll be, it'll be like, go to grad school, get you do something new job. Like it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Like what are you talking about? Right. And so you may not have that support system around you in that case, you tell them as much as they need to know, which could be very little. Right. <laughs> but, and I'm going to say it could be very little. You don't have to tell that person that you couldn't answer that call because you work on your business. You just don't answer the call. You follow up, you say, I'm so sorry I missed your call. How about this other time tomorrow? That's it, right? That's all they need to know, right? And that's really what it comes down to. But yeah, setting those boundaries and, you know, being clear and realizing that, yeah, it is more than just you. So, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you brought up uh, grad school. Uh, and this is not something I talk about, but it's so often, it's interesting how people, when they don't have clarity, mm-hmm. they think that further education is the way to go. And um, this is just a off 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 the subject tangent. You can feel oh, free no, to okay. <laughs> feel free to comment. But I was in Louisiana last year on a business trip, and I was out to dinner uh, with a couple of my reps. And there was a group next to us, and we end up some of the guys end up conversing with the the group. And so then I I got into having a conversation, and I was so I was talking to this young young man and young woman, and they're both in grad school. And so I said, Yeah, what are you guys going to school for? They're like, Hey, we're going to school to be social workers. I was, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's a very altruistic type profession. Totally respect it. And I asked them, I said, Hey, how much your grad school degree costing you? And they go, oh, like $60,000. Go, 
okay, it's expensive. How much are you gonna make your first year out of grad school? They're like, <laughs> well, <laughs> right, right. They're like, they're like, well, you know, like forty five thousand. Uh, but within five years, we could be making sixty. And I was like, like in my mind, I'm like, it doesn't even fucking make sense. You're sp- mm-hmm. you're you're spending, you know, uh, like close to a quarter million dollars on a degree to pay you sixty grand for the rest of your life. Like, you got to figure out your priorities a little bit better than that because that literally makes no sense to me. <laughs> and that's why we have the student loan crisis, right? Because people aren't clear on what they want true. to do. They fall into things. They think the education is the key. Yeah. And, and I love what you're doing with the courses and coaching people and writing your book, because I think that education is going to change. And I think it needs to, Yeah, uh, I think we're going to go to, Hey, you want to specialize in X, Y, Z. You take a three month course, you get your certification. Now you're an expert in that. It just makes more sense to me. I don't know if you have any comments yeah. on that, but it just makes more I sense. I would say, me. well, one, I want to comment on the point about people aren't clear, but then two, I'm going to start with a comment on education and where that's going. Yeah, totally. Edu- like people, YouTube university, <laughs> like, right. you know, like, right. yeah, find yourself a video, you know, or at least like, what you're paying $60,000 for is probably a thousand dollars. There's probably a, a social worker from the past who's looking to coach you for like a thousand bucks, right? Like yeah. it is not, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, find experts and they will like coach you for less than the 60 day, right? And, but the thing is you won't pay them because you'll think to yourself, no, let me go to grad school. But why are you saying that? Because everyone else does that too. So you're like, well, no, this is the safer route. That's what everyone else does. Like, what do you mean? Nah, 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 right? And now that, that, that's that point. So but the second point uh, in terms of the people aren't clear, here's the thing. They are clear. Mm. They are clear. They just don't want to admit they're clear. They're afraid. Mm. They're afraid to say yes to that clarity that they know, right? That the question about what is it that you always wanted to do, right? You know the answer to that question. Now it's just a matter of, are you willing to step into that answer, right? Mm. Are you willing to say yes to that answer, right? And most of the people aren't. So they try to, you know, go to another company, go to grad school. Uh, they take a year off sabbatical. Some people have the freedom right. to do that. So yeah, they go travel. off for a year, travel, <laughs> travel for a year, you know, and just be lost and like, oh, I'm going to find myself, but I'm finding myself, like, you know, all that stuff, right? That all that is, that is just you not wanting to admit the truth, right? And that's just you not wanting to step into your reality. And we, I get it. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It's a scary thing. Right. To go against the grain, to go against what everyone else is doing. Right. It is scary. Right. You will feel different. But guess what? There are other entrepreneurs here as well, too, who are here to support you. Right. I have a community of like over 750 entrepreneurs. Right. Like there are communities out there who even if the, your neighbor or your best friend is looking at you, looking at you crazy. And then you know what? There are people here who understand you and get you. You just need to find them at the end of the day, right? But before you find them, you gotta admit to yourself that you are one of them. Um, and it just, it's like, it takes the staying yes to that clarity that you know you have within yourself. One of the questions I wanted to ask you was about how do you start to, is there any practices or any habits um, that you've implemented for your life that you could give to the people as tactical information to take away to help your mindset to overcome that fear? Is it, it Maybe it's meditation or visualization practice or uh, books you've read that have helped you kind of get clear and, 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 just, and to get over. Because for me, I, when I feel that fear, I'm like, I got to lean in, right? Like, mm-hmm. So it's just always my, I got I to gotta lean in, but a lot of people can't do that. So there's anything that you do to help you kind of walk through it? 
Well, I gotta take me back. I had to go back in time. I'm like, because right now, because right now I'm in this phase where I, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm afraid that means I must do it too. Right, bring um, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and I think of it that that's that's you know, if I think way back when, what helped me was literally like rich dad poor dad helped me. Um, oh. One um, before that though, I invested in like a life coach, and so, but it was like a three day intensive experience where we were in actually accidental California. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, beautiful. Yes. And we were, you know, we went zip lining and then there was a spot thing. And then literally it was like 12 hours each day for two days where I just like cry my eyes out. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did that. But essentially I got myself a life coach and I also like ravished that poor dad. And that's what got it for me. And at the end of the day, it was just, I was just like, enough is enough. Right. And it was just very much, that's what it worked for me now. In terms of other things that I had to do, like there's a little step as well too before that was affirmations. And so that's a practice. I don't do it now because now I don't like need to do it, but essentially way back when I definitely need to do it. Um, but affirmations in terms of statements that I said to myself that were the opposite of statements that I was telling myself, right? And mm. so maybe you're telling yourself, I don't know enough. Maybe you're telling yourself, you know, I'm crazy, I can't do this. Maybe you're telling yourself, you know, I need to get this before I even think about that. I need to go to grad school for this, Vanessa. Before, before I even can build a t-shirt business, I need to like take a, I need to like go to grad school for t-shirts. Like, what do you mean? You know? Like, <laughs> that's what I feel like it's turned into these days. Yeah, I'm that's, like, that's oh, okay, I mean. man, come on, man. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what, it, that's, that's what it is, right? These days. And so, but maybe that's what you're telling yourself. Tell yourself the opposite, right? Tell yourself, I can make this t-shirt business work with the education that I have, right? I wear t-shirts. I know what t-shirts are. Like right. I can make a t-shirt happen, right? Or I have the resources available to me. I have everything that I need around me, whether it be time, money, energy, knowledge, right? I have knowledge available to me through the World Wide Web. The internet bill that you're paying is your knowledge source right there, yeah. right? And essentially what saying, what is like the opposite of what it is that you're saying? If you're saying, you know, I don't know enough. I know more than enough. Right. If you're saying, you know, I am, you know, people like me don't do businesses, perhaps. Right. If that's you like people like me don't do, don't make businesses. There are several examples of people like me who make businesses. I just need to go out and find them. Right. Or if there aren't, guess what? I'm going to be that example. I'm going to show someone else who's like me how to make it happen. Right. And that's what it comes out to the end of the day. Say this, whatever it is that you're telling yourself that's stopping you, say the opposite of it. Right. And say that morning, say that at night. Say like I literally would say on like my commute, my walk to the to the bark to the, the public transit system. I would like say the statements, and you know, and like during the day, as I was walking into the office, I would say the statements. You know, as I was going to sleep, I would say them in my mind, and you know, at some point, I just internalize them. And now, I like I don't even remember what the statements are anymore. Like that, I did. They're in my book, though. I did write it in the book, but I don't even remember them anymore because it's just they're just ingrained within me at this point in time. And so that's what I would say there. But starting with that, yeah. No, yeah, beautiful. Uh, a couple more questions for you. Wanted to um, get your perspective. What's your, what's your long-term goal? What's like your mission? Great question. So many ways to answer that question. I would say I'm looking, in summary, I'm looking to build an empire of many businesses that I have Good. in my product journal, um, but it's various, various fields, various industries, and essentially things that just add to, you know, the ease and convenience of people's lives. And that's the, the business front of it. On personal front, I'm looking to retire my mother as well as, mm you know, buy her the home that she's ever had. Um, and so get her a house as well too. So that's also that. And then I would say, oh, but overall, like looking to get to a billion dollars in assets as well too. So that's going to be through the businesses as well as through like some real estate stuff. That's been the story. You say, <laughs> did you say a billion? Yeah, a billion. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and I, I want to clarify. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yes, through um, businesses as well as through like some real estate stuff as well too. Um, that's my goal. That's my my end state is trying to is get well not maybe not end state maybe maybe it's just to be the beginning. I don't know. But yeah. I'm trying to get to a billion dollar masses, and that's me. That's my love goal. it. Um, you know, having read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Is and you mentioned real estate. Is that like a big focus for you? For and you also mentioned generational wealth. And I had a, mm-hmm. I talked to a gentleman yesterday who's a real estate developer and investor, um, and you know that's that's how he's building. We, we talked almost exclusively on generational wealth, mm-hmm. and um, he even named his son Legacy, right? Because he's like he's like I'm living. Yeah, I know. I did too. Because he's like, I'm building my legacy. He's like, and that's my son's name. And I was like, all right. Uh, yeah, no, it, was, it was great. So is real estate a, is a hyper focus for you as well? I would say, yeah, I would say it's not a hyper, like the coaching business is a hyper focus. Sure. Real estate is like the focus. Like I, in terms of, I do have a meetup. So I do like a virtual meetup where oh, okay. I like bring people together. Um, yeah. At first it was in person and then COVID happened. So now it's virtual. Um, but yeah, but I do that where I just like connect with people and like connect them with different resources. But that is something else. This is my other company that I'm doing. I'd say 2021, looking to build, grow that portfolio. I'd say start it and grow it, I'd say. But yeah, that's essentially what 2021 is about as well too. But that's more on the side. That's on the side. That's a side business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a side business to the side business. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I love it. Hey, cash flow is important, right? It's important to own assets. Um, you got to put that money to work for you. Because I think a lot yeah. of people get lost on that. Like, you know, uh, I make this money either in my day job or on my side hustle. And so what do you do with it? You know, and people aren't, then people aren't clear on that. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing to me when I get, uh, I was t- had, a, had a call with a guy the other day and he was asking me, he's like, hey, uh, it was about life insurance and stuff. And he goes, how much cash you got on you? And I told him and he was like, well, yeah, but this is how much money you make. And I go, yeah, bro, I'm cash poor. I'm like I put all my money to work for me. I don't want to be hanging out with a bunch of cash. That doesn't make any sense to me, uh, especially with the way that we're printing out money. It's, you know, <laughs> we just printed $5 trillion. That's not a good thing, but there is money to be made. And, and maybe yeah. one of the last things yeah. you can talk about is because I hear this a lot, the scarcity mindset, right? Like there's not enough for me. There's not enough for mm-hmm. me. Oh, like, yes. You know, oh, and, yes. I have to and, do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we just printed $5 trillion. What do you mean there's not enough for you? There's money everywhere you look. Go yeah, get it. Yeah. But talk to us a little bit about that scarcity mindset. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to be, I said that thought too. And actually I would say that's a, that's a thought that, you know, I always need to remind myself of. I said, it's the one thing I still always need to remind myself of that there's enough. Right. And but the first thing is that, first of all, if you're, if you're thinking to yourself, like there's not enough people for me to help. There's six, there are 8 billion people in the world actually. So, you know, you have, there's enough, there's enough business to go around. Okay, cool. So now you're like, okay, but like, there's not enough money. Money is, money's air folks. Money's air. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just air. Um, and I, you know, I had to sit in on, like, I sit in on one of those like free real estate investing workshops and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's when they told me that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were, they were, they were on the dollar and they're like the dollar. See, it says note. So it's actually a low. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> um, mind blown. Uh, but yes, and so that's just the way my logic brain works. But I was yeah. like, you tell me facts. And I'm like, oh, what is this fact? But yeah, but essentially it's money is just air, right? Money is just around you. And the thing is that it's going to take you a while to have to sit with that statement, but don't let that stop you. <laughs> essentially money is everywhere though, right? Money is everywhere. And people like, think about that time when you wanted to, you wanted something so bad and you were just like, I just need to make this, I just need to get this car. I just need to get this house. I just need to have this wedding. What did you do for that? You probably came up with money out of thin air. You probably, you probably, you could, 
you probably remember what you did, right? Because it was just thin air. It, it just happened. It just came. You're just like, oh, yay, right? Either that or you're in debt, right? But is the debt killing you? If you let it, it can, right? But the thing at the end of the day, it's, you know, getting comfortable with debt. And that's also a thing. But there's good debt versus bad debt. So I'm not a financial mm-hmm. advisor. Can I put with a licensed financial advisor to get you? <laughs> yeah. Thank cool. you for the so- disclaimer. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, but yes, but in terms of, you know, ensuring that money, money's everywhere, folks. That's all we can say. Money is everywhere. Like it is, it just comes from thin air, right? And it, there's enough for you. There is enough for you. Right. And think about it this way. There are people 10 years ago who were like, there's enough money for me. Guess what? You still got your job and you still got your money. So it, it came from somewhere. Right. It came from somewhere. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, um, I love that your your note analogy and what they told you and how that resonated with you. Uh, I had a very similar instance with I read a book by Kyle Cease um, called the "Illusion of Money," and he talked about how people have this perception that like if you if you if you're like imagine yourself at the beach, and you're at the beach and there's this beautiful white sand everywhere and you've got a backpack on, and the first thing you do when you get to the beach is you try to fill up your backpack with all the sand and the sand's supposed to represent money and you fill the backpack up with all the sand and then you put the backpack on and you, and you just walk around protecting the backpack, not realizing you're walking on the fucking beach. There's money. You know what I mean? Like the money's everywhere. It's all That's around great. you. And all you're doing is trying to protect the little bit you got in your backpack, not realizing that it's everywhere, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so it's kind of one of those, it was like one of those light bulb moments for me. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. money everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I do that. That's dumb. Yeah. So and, yeah, and as crazy as it sounds, like someone's probably listening right now, you're probably like, "What do they mean? Money's everywhere." Like it literally is like it just it like it's like water. It just it's air. It's just there, right? And the thing is, like you can't see it. You cannot see it. It is a fictional like mm-hmm. thing. Like literally, that's the concept that we're talking about here. It is yep. an illusion, right? It is a fictional concept, right? It's just a transaction that you make up with words. It's just very fictional. And it's, it's very, it's like very meta concept to get. It's like very interstellar, yeah, interstellar yeah. level to get yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> this is believe what people say. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Vanessa, where can people connect with you? Yeah, well, the best way to connect with me is on Facebook, actually. So that's my main marketing platform. Um, so if you go to V. Zami, so V, my last name, Z, Zebra, A, Animal, M, Money, Y. So I tell, tell the people on the phone, uh, dot com. So vzami.com, then you're welcome to check that out. And that is where you'll get access to our community of other ambitious, purpose-led solopreneurs who are looking to move forward with you and guide you in your journey as well, too. And then I also have a LinkedIn. I also have LinkedIn. So you're welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn as well, too. So, yeah. Okay, perfect, Vanessa. I will post all of Vanessa's uh, contact for LinkedIn, Facebook, her website, and the book in the show notes. So you can just scroll down to the show notes, uh, hop over, connect with her, get involved with her program. Um, she will help you take you from nine to five to side hustle, to launching out and being a full-time entrepreneur. Uh, you're doing great work. Um, you know, that law of reciprocity is going to get you your billion dollar empire. No doubt in my mind. Awesome. Thank you. So no, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, uh, it's beautiful to watch others like you serve people. So thank you for everything that you're doing. And, um, thank you so much for being on today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. My pleasure.